Let's turn to John's Gospel, chapter 1. So Christmas is a time where we celebrate all that it means that Jesus was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. And to help us celebrate Jesus' birth, we've been studying here at Grace Church John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. So this morning we're coming to the last verse, verse 14. We're going to focus on this one verse which gives us reasons for why Jesus' birth is so important. Look at John chapter 1, verse 14. Remember that when John talks about the Word, who's he talking about? Thank you, kids. Who's he talking about, adults? Jesus, that's right. John 1, 14. Look at what John says. And the Word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And in this verse, John gives us three reasons for why Jesus' birth is so important. So young people, children, I want you to make sure you learn these three reasons so that at lunchtime today, you can ask your parents and see if they remembered them as well as you did. Okay? Three reasons... Jesus' birth is so important. First reason, at Jesus' birth, God became a man. Look at the first words in verse 14. And the Word, Jesus, became flesh. So Jesus, the Word, became flesh. That's what happens when Jesus was born. But now to understand why that's so important, what that means, we need to remember who Jesus was. What, what does John say about the Word, about Jesus? Who was Jesus before he was born? And look at verse 1 of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word, Jesus, was in the beginning. Now what does that mean? See if this illustration helps. We're living here in the United Arab Emirates, the UAE. And if I told you that at the beginning of the United Arab Emirates, Sheikh Zayed was there in the beginning, what I'd be saying to you is that he was involved in the beginning, the creation of the United Arab Emirates, and he was in existence before the beginning of the United Arab Emirates. Does that make sense? That's what John is saying here. In the beginning was the Word, which means that Jesus, the Word, was involved in the beginning of everything, the creation of everything, and Jesus, the Word, was in existence before the beginning of everything, before the creation of everything. So the Word was in the beginning. Not only that, the Word, Jesus, was with God. He wasn't all alone. He was with God the Father and God the Spirit, full of joy in the fellowship, sharing in the beauty of their perfections, overflowing with joy and pleasure. He was with God and not only was the Word Jesus with God, but the Word was God. The Bible teaches that the one God is three persons. There's some mystery here. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, the Son, was fully God. This is so important for us to understand in terms of getting what was it all about 2,000 years ago when Jesus was born? 
Jesus, the Word, was fully God. So as God, that means Jesus was all-powerful, had infinite power, had complete sovereign authority over everything, was perfect in wisdom, in justice, in love and mercy and kindness. And 2,000 years ago, the word Jesus, who was from the beginning, was fully God, was with God, 2,000 years ago, Jesus, the word, became flesh. He became a man. He didn't stop being God. He became fully God and fully man. So I want you to imagine that 2,000 years ago, you were at the manger and Mary handed you baby Jesus to hold. You are holding the baby Jesus. You'd be holding God in the flesh. The one who created everything. The one who the Bible says has always been from eternity past. The one who is in sovereign control over everything. You'd be holding God. The word became flesh. That's what John wants us to understand. So that's the first reason why Jesus' birth is so important from John chapter 1, verse 14. It's because in Jesus' birth, God became a man. So one more time, what's the first reason? In Jesus' birth, God became a man. Okay, kids, you getting this? Very important. All right, second reason. As a result of Jesus' birth, God lived among us. Read verse 14 again, the first phrase, and the word became flesh and dwelt, that means lived, among us. So Jesus, the word, who had always been fully God, lived among us. He was here. So if you were living 2,000 years ago in Palestine, if you were living there, you would have seen Jesus, and in seeing Jesus, you would have seen God. I've sometimes heard people say to me, you know, if there really was a God, why doesn't he come down and show himself to us? He did, 2,000 years ago. Because if you were living back then, when you saw Jesus teaching, you'd be seeing God teaching. When you see Jesus healing blind Bartimaeus, you're seeing God healing blind Bartimaeus. When you see Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, Lazarus, come forth. You're seeing God raise Lazarus from the dead. So God lived among us. That's the second reason Jesus' birth is so important. So the first reason Jesus' birth is so important is because Jesus was born, God became a man. <clears throat> the first reason is because God became a man. And the second reason is because God lived among us. And then the third reason is because Jesus was born, we can see God's glory. We can see his glory. That's the rest of verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Here's the third reason. We have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So we've seen God's glory. What is glory? That's a word that we use a lot. What does that mean? Well, glory is like beauty, majesty, awesomeness. It's like anything that you've seen that's made you say, whoa, 
That's glory. You're seeing glory there. And Jesus' glory is infinitely more glorious than anything else because it's the very glory of God. It's the glory of the Son from the Father, which is full of grace and full of truth. Jesus' glory is full of grace. Grace is passion that's in your heart to do astonishing good for undeserving people. That's what grace is. It's longing, this passion to do great good for undeserving people. We are all undeserving. That's why this is such good news. We've all turned our backs against God, decided we want to live our own lives apart from God. That's what the Bible calls sin. And because of our sin, we deserve punishment from God forever. But Jesus came and showed us his glory, which is full of grace, overflowing with love and care and compassion to do good for undeserving people like you and like me. Not only is his glory full of grace, it's also full of truth. Truth means that Jesus can be trusted. Okay, so kids, young people, have you ever walked over a bridge, like maybe over a creek or a little river, and it kind of looked rickety? It kind of looked like you weren't sure if it was going to hold you up or not? And you're thinking, I don't know if this, creek, if this bridge is going to work. Jesus will always hold you up. Bridges can fail you. Jesus will never fail you. He will never lie to you. He will never disappoint you. He will never abandon you. Jesus is full of truth. He can be completely, perfectly trusted. So Jesus shines with glory because he's full of grace, his overflowing passion to do great good for undeserving people, and because he's full of truth. He can be completely, perfectly trusted. So Jesus is shining with God's glory. And that's wonderful news for us because beholding Jesus' glory, knowing a friend, a being, a, the Son of God, as real as Jesus is with all of his glory, is the joy that you were created for. To behold Jesus to know a being this glorious, to worship at Jesus' feet with all of his glory and majesty, that's the joy you were made for. Some of you have been looking for joy all your life. You haven't found it yet. This is where that joy is. You were made to be filled with the joy of beholding Jesus' glory. And the most clear place we can see Jesus' glory is in his death on the cross. That's the most clear picture of God's glory in Jesus. So think about the cross. All of us deserve punishment from God forever. We've all sinned against God. We deserve that punishment. But Jesus, with a heart full of grace, costly grace, was willing to come to earth, be born as a man, humble himself, be born as a human being, and then go to the cross and suffer and die on the cross, because when Jesus suffered and died on the cross, he was dying and suffering to pay for the sins of all who would trust him. This is the best news in the world. And then when he rose from the dead, that shows that his death wasn't any ordinary death, but it was death that paid for sin. It was a death that broke death's power, sin's power, Satan's power. It was a death that could pay for all of our sins and save us. 
So here's three reasons why it's important that Jesus was born. First reason, because in Jesus' birth, God became a man. You've got to repeat after me, okay? In the first, the first reason, in Jesus' birth, God became a man. Second reason is, as a result of Jesus' birth, God lived among us. And then the third reason, as a result of Jesus' birth, we can see Jesus, see God's glory. Thank you. You're doing better than me. We could see God's glory. And especially his glory is displayed in his death. So here's a question I want to ask you. Are you trusting Jesus Christ? We've seen the kids portray what happens. This wasn't just a fable or myth. This took place 2,000 years ago, not too far from here, over in Palestine, Israel. This happened. Are you trusting Jesus? If not, look at his glory. We've seen in this passage the kids displayed for us. Look at his glory full of grace, full of truth. God coming to earth in the person of Jesus, dying on the cross to pay for our sins. Look at his glory and trust him. And when you trust him, at least three things will happen. One, all your sins will be forgiven. All your past sins, present sins, future sins, forgiven. And through that, you'll be reconciled to God. Jesus' power will come upon you by the Holy Spirit, and he will start to change you. So don't say, oh, I'm, I'm just not a spiritual person. I don't have any faith. Jesus doesn't care about that. You turn to him as you are and say, help me. I trust you. Forgive me. Change me. He will bring his power upon you. He will start to change you. You'll be a different person tomorrow, next week, next month than you are now. He'll forgive you. He'll change you. And third, he'll satisfy you. You will taste the joy you've been longing for all your life because that joy is in him. You knowing him worshiping him, glorifying him. That's what life is all about. So are you trusting Jesus? If not, look at his glory and trust him now. And then those of you who are trusting Jesus, here's my encouragement to you. See his glory again right now this morning in what the kids portrayed for us, in what we saw in John chapter 1, verse 14. See his glory See his fullness of grace, his fullness of truth. He can be completely trusted. And my encouragement to you is trust him all the more right now. Every one of us who are followers of Jesus, there's areas of our lives right now that we're struggling, battling to trust him, right? Be honest, there are. Might be a health concern. It might be disappointment in terms of a family member or an extended family or a friend. Might be financial pressures health issues, temptations you're battling, sins that are pulling you away from knowing God through Christ. Every believer battles unbelief in our lives, hearts from time to time, right? So look at Jesus in all of his glory. He's full of grace. He is rejoicing over you to do you good with all his heart and all his soul. He is full of truth. He's a bridge, will never let you down. You can trust him completely. So see Jesus in all of his glory and trust him more right now today. Now let's stand. I want to pray this over us. Thank you, Father, for John's gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, which we've been studying these weeks. And I pray, Lord, for any here this morning who are not yet trusting Jesus Christ, that right now you'd bring your power upon them, that they would be convicted deeply in their hearts that they need a Savior, that they have 
sinned, that they're facing judgment, but that you've sent Jesus so that they could be forgiven. Lord, let them see Jesus and turn and trust Jesus right now, I pray. And Lord, for those here who are, are already trusting Jesus Christ, strengthen our trust in you and your Holy Son all the more. Strengthen our trust right now. Let us see you. Let us trust you. Let us cling to you. Let us seek your face, Lord, and pour out your strength and your comfort and your grace upon us, I pray in Jesus' name.